TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome on in. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. Kyle Quinn behind the glass. lot to get to today. Elliot joins us later one day from the NBA trade deadline, a few days from the Super Bowl, the Niners and the Chiefs, and wondering about the future here of the Philadelphia Eagles. And, of course, we're a week away from spring training with the Phillies. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philly. Hey, Philly, don't let downloading explicit content on your computer get you fired today. It's a great piece of advice, Hugh. I'm just saying, don't, don't do it, man. You know what? You've been really on some great advice lately. I mean, really, the kind of stuff I'm you, trying. Because, you know, you're yesterday. You're helping the people out. Yeah, because, you know, yesterday, uh, Drake broke the internet. Don't, I'll tell you why in the break. Okay. But I'm just saying, explicit like. content on your work computer, don't do it. Don't, don't risk your job for explicit content. That's why Kyle's over there laughing. He know what happened yesterday. Once in a while, Hugh will throw something <laughs> in the air, and they're like, Joe, I'll tell you afterwards. I'll, I'll tell, you, yeah, I I'll tell you, you on the break. I got to tell you afterwards. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, get, uh, I'll get caught up on that story <laughs> coming up. Here's a story that I have been very caught up on, but it was uh, it was hammered home this morning. The Phillies offseason, Hugh, we had Dave Dombrowski on the station this morning. We're going to replay the interview. Great job by DeCamera, Richie, and the whole crew Shout this morning. Shout out to the morning crew. Great job getting Dombrowski on, asking really good questions. He gave a great interview, as he always does. And we'll replay that for you coming up at noon today. But Dombrowski said something this morning that really caught me because I've been wondering, like, waiting all offseason for something else. And Joe asked him, like, hey, a lot of people think this has been a quiet offseason. What's your like response? Been standing pat. Yeah, I mean, really, they haven't done much outside of NOLA. I know that was an expensive contract, but they really haven't added that much to a team that was really close the last year to winning a championship. Here's how Dombrowski answered the question about this offseason being quiet. Well, I think overall that assessment is accurate. I mean, quiet doesn't mean inactive. I mean, we've been active on many different things as far as staying abreast of what's going on. But yeah, it's been quiet after our first real big goal was to get a starting pitcher with Aaron becoming a free agent. Of course, we were fortunate to resign him, which is a big signing for us. That really stabilized our starting rotation. And when you say, well, why? I think there's a combination of factors. One is we have a good club. That's apparent. There's not gaping holes and we're also in an opportunity where giving opportunity to some of our young players which people are not usually very open-minded to or understanding but we think if we're going to be the organization that we would like to be throughout that we would we want to give young players an opportunity so i know one guy sitting next to me is mr young guy we'll, we'll get to that in a second and I, look i don't think dombrowski's wrong in that they got to get some of the young guys going because they have a lot of high-priced players and you got to you got to kind of marry the two but as I hear him say that, great interview this morning, 
I here's my perspective of the season. 215-592-9494. I think the Phillies have been too quiet. And and here's why I say that. Yes, this is a good team. But I think they could get to another level and be a great team. I don't, I don't as much as we've gotten used to, hey, let's just get in the playoffs, be a wild card, go the make the hard route to the World Series. It's harder for a reason. There's more rounds, there's more games. They're not going to be able to just win throughout the playoffs as an underdog all the time. I'd love to walk into the season and say they can win the division. And right now, I, I, the projections say they can't. My my mind says they're well behind the Braves. I wanted them to close the gap. Look, the Braves got better this offseason. The Dodgers got better. The Phillies basically are running it back. I, I think it's been too quiet, especially when you consider Cody Bellinger still out there, Jordan Montgomery still out there. There are still players out there that could help the Phillies. It's not been a bad offseason, Hugh. I don't think they're much worse than last year. They're kind of the same. But I think they've been too quiet. But, Hugh, I mean, he mentioned those young players, which is really going to be the key, I guess, to the season. That's kind of in my wheelhouse. You know what's funny? I remember last year when we were talking about this Phillies team and two names jump out to me uh, that really kind of cared us when we had a power outage. Bryson Stott, Alec Bone. Yeah, they did. Those were two young guys. That when we had our big name hitters weren't doing their job, and 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 Bryce Bryce Harper was still trying to figure out his power situation. Those were the two guys that carried us for the most part of that that sweet spot of the of the season. So with that being said, when he said that, it made me immediately think of Johan Rojas and how much he means to them. His outfield play is so great to them, so good to them that they're willing to work with him in the off season. And they and basically he said as much. They've been working with him in the off season. Mm-hmm. Trying to get his batting up, and he he like he said in the interview, he's not probably going to hit twenty home runs and hit th- uh, be a three hundred hitter right out the bat, but he's going to give you more than he gave you last year. And that that's the most important thing about that interview that I heard is giving these young guys a chance. Now, if you don't do anything with the chance that's given to you, then they'll start to make moves. But they're gonna they're willing to give the young guys a chance. You know, I'm all for that. Yeah, you are. So Dubrowski went on about the young guys and trying to you know move the roster towards them contributing a lot and how that could make the better. Here's Dubrowski this morning. And with that, and those guys are guys like Christopher Sanchez who did a good job for us. And if you count Christopher in, that gives us five really established major league starters. Uh, Kirkering in the bullpen, and if he comes in, that gives us six people: three from the left hand side with Alvarado, Soto, and Strom three from the right-hand side with Sir Anthony Hoffman and then also with uh, Kirkring there. And our positional players, we want to give the opportunity to Rojas. So there's the Rojas part again. He mentioned Christopher Sanchez, Kirkring. Look, all these guys have some promise. I, I, I have I have a level of degree of hope for all of the young players he mentioned this morning. Rojas' defense, Hugh, you mentioned is outrageously good. Kirkring's got great stuff we saw at the end of last year. And Sanchez pitched well from June on. But I look at the team, and I'm like, it's the same team as last year, and that yeah, you're team it back. wasn't quite good enough. They were really close, and I think most of us felt at some point last October, heck, they might win the whole thing. They were going to win the whole thing, and then we know what happened down the stretch of the season. 215-592-9494. We are one week away here from spring training. The, the truck's rolling out. They're leaving to bring all the stuff with the bats and the gloves and all the stuff down to Clearwater. Have the Phillies been too quiet this offseason? I, I think they have. And I look, I, I know they spent a lot of money on Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is an important piece, and they needed to bring him back or replace him. And so they, I can't call them cheap, but I will. it's been quiet. It, 
You know, it's just been weird because they signed Nola in, what was that, late November, early December? Yeah. It was very quick in, in this offseason, and now we've had two-plus months, and they basically have done nothing in two yeah. months. I think they that they have been trying to upgrade the pitching just a little and bit. And he mentioned that today. Yeah, they, they tried to do that, but it just hasn't happened for them. As far as the position players and everything like that is concerned, Joe, I feel like they feel like what happened last year and the fact that Bryce Harper is going to have more time playing at first base, he's going to start spring training at first base, mm-hmm. and he's healthy. You know, for a lot of, like, I look at it like this. It's not so much that you didn't do anything. It's for whatever reason. And one of the reasons was that Bryce Harper had a power outage that you didn't get off to the start that you wanted to. And if I'm not mistaken, still won like 90 games or something like that. I think they were, what were they, 90 or 89? Yeah, they were right there. They were like right there. So so, I lost track the last week because we knew they were in the playoffs anyways. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like it was for me. But with that being said, you're looking at it now. You got a healthy Bryce Harper coming into the season. You got a guy that from the small sampling size, played really well at first base. Now you're giving him more time to play at first base. The, the X factor to me is Rojas and what you're going to get out of his bat. You already know what you're going to get out of me defensively. Mm. How well is he hitting because he's been working in offseason. So those are the two things to me that if you get those things going, that you're going to be in a better position. And like I, er, I mentioned earlier, Bowman Stott. Those are two young guys that you're going to be counting on to take a little bit of a leap for you. So I, I think they're in a good spot as far as taking over – the, the division, uh, that, that remains to be seen. But we've already seen that they can go toe-to-toe with the Braves and beat them. They head-to-head in a short series, yeah. I mean, we've seen it literally two years in a row, and they play them pretty tough in the season. I'll even include Marsh in the young thing. because uh, We don't look at him because he wasn't drafted here and developed here, but he's, mm-hmm. he's young too, and, and I think he's getting better. 215-592-9494. Have the Phillies been too quiet this offseason? Dave Dabrowski addressed it this morning. We'll bring you that full replay of the interview coming up later in our show today. But I, I So – all the stuff you said makes sense. All the stuff Dave said, I get it. But I just sit here and feel like they're content being good, and I want the Phillies to be great. Yes, it was 90 wins last year. 90 wins is a good season. It's also not in the same stratosphere as the Dodgers and the Braves in terms of the regular season. I want to compete for the division title. I want to be the number one seed. I know it hasn't been – that's been the perfect ticket to a World Series. Weird things happen in October. But I'd like to have to win less games in October than have to win more games. Be at home, where we know it's a great home field advantage. And I look at it like they're banking on a lot of things to go right. Health-wise, Turner will be great the entire year. Harper, well, I do think we'll have a great season. But he's got to be top-to-bottom great MVP kind of level the whole year. 215-592-9494. You know, there could be another move coming. Howard said to us yesterday he thinks they will make a move, but... The track record is what it is. It's been two-plus months since NOLA. They haven't added been anything. They've just been real quiet. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe Dombrowski has something up his sleeve here, Hugh, but the more I listen to him this morning, feels like he's content with his baseball team right now. I think he, he's he's happy where it is. And like I said, the young guys are going to get an opportunity, and there's always moves to, to be made, Joe. That's how I look at baseball. You know, if you, need a, if you need a pitcher here or a position player there, I think there are things you can do during the course of the of, of the baseball season that you can you can rectify. So you're right, there are. I think it becomes a little harder during the season because there's five teams trying to trade for the same guy. Like yeah. right now, Cody Bellinger's just out there, sure. right? Montgomery's just out there, and they can go sign one of those guys. 215-592-9494. We haven't done this in a while. Let's let's talk some Phillies here. Lead with the Phillies on the show today. Dombrowski, great interview with Dakam and Richard this morning. We're a week away from spring training. Have they been too quiet? I, I believe they have. You know, when the season ended last year and they were a game away from the World Series, if I told you this is the team 
And actually, they would, would. They would lose Kimbrell. Not that anyone's upset about that, but they wouldn't add a relief yeah, pitcher of note. Yeah, he was giving most people heart palpitations last year, wasn't he? He was. But let me say this about Kimbrell. Not that I wanted him back. He gave them 60 decent innings during the season. Mm-hmm. Who? I guess that's Kirkering now. Kirkering has to replace. Like, who's replacing what Kimbrell was before the playoffs last year? That That's a question for me. Christopher Sanchez now has to be a full-time starting pitcher. We've never seen that before. And those young guys like Rojas... Hugh, I hope he's the guy we saw during the regular season, Rojas. He, yeah, in the playoffs, he was a, little, woo, it was a little tough. He did hold his weight during the regular season. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a liability at the plate during the regular season. But in the playoffs, he got totally exposed. Yeah, he was a, he was a, he was a deer in the headlights. He was a little man. Lost. And now was, he, one, was it at the uh, what game was it when he had the bat on his shoulder? Didn't take the bat off his shoulder. Was it game seven or game six? <laughs> it was one of the two <laughs> here. I mean. Yeah, that was a that was a rough. Uh, he had a rough one. Man. It he was an instant one. out. I mean, it it was it was painful to watch at times. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Kyle, what do you feel on this? As you know, barring a surprise late winter move, the yeah. Phillies are basically running it back. What do you think? Well, I was happy to hear Dave Dabrowski today because I, I don't know if he was around, if he was out there. I mean, I've been ready to poke him with a stick for a while now. He's still there. Yeah, like seeing what the Dodgers and the Braves have done, they're leaving us in the dust right now. I'm not in the business of, of seeing what these young guys have. I'm in the business of trying to go win the World Series this year. I feel like doing what you're suggesting, Hugh, is what teams like the Pirates or the A's should be doing right now, seeing what you have in these young guys. Like, we're, we're getting passed right now by the Dodgers and the Braves, and I know that we went into the playoffs and we punched up and we beat the Braves the last two years and the Dodgers choked, but I, I just can't count on that happening every year. I don't want to go into the wild card and hope that, you know, we, we don't flukily, law, if that's a word, lose two games. It and, is on the midday show. Okay, and don't even end up in the divisional round to, to face the Braves again, and then who think, knows what happens there. Flukily, I just, uh, yeah, well, it works. I, I just <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I like the word flukily. It's nice, right? But I don't think, I don't think uh, what we did was flukily. Well, I, I think so, that's just a trend of so, baseball. But, but I think Kyle's saying next year, if they're a wild card, they could flukily lose to a team that's worse than them, and, right. all, okay, and we don't even you. get a shot at the Braves. Right. Like, if the gotcha. Marlins... You know, beat us in the in the yeah. first round or whatever. Then we don't get a shot at the Braves and the Dodgers. Then who knows what happens there? These two teams just lo- the Braves, the Dodgers, loading up this offseason. Our biggest move, re-signing Aaron Nola. I'm sorry, that's not enough for me. I pitching, need to pitching, see more. Pitching. Well, I want pitching definitely. I still want another bat. Like I'm, this team yeah, is even close the, the to thing, complete for me. I mean, as as much of a premium is on pitching, it's the bat thing for me. And I and I'm thinking like from the moves that they did make that they're really banking on Johan Rojas. I think he's, he has, to be. Yeah, it feels like he's going to be that guy. Whew, that's a big, yeah, a big, big ass. Bank. Yeah, that is. <laughs> and, and look, last year, he did. the defense was superb, but it didn't rescue that offense. 215-592-9494. All right, let's wrap up the Phillies talk this morning here to start the show. As we are a week away from spring training, Dombrowski on the station today, really great interview. And the perspective I have this morning is, yeah, I understand they were quiet, I wasn't expecting 10 big moves, but I think this has been too quiet of an offseason. They need more on offense. They need more pitching. They need more depth. The objective, in, the way I view this is, it's to win the World Series. And right now, the Phillies look like a good, a good team. I want it to be a great team. 215-592-9494. Let's go to the phone lines here. Daryl in hey, West Oak Lane. Hey, Daryl. Hey, you and crew. Uh, how's it going? What's going on, What's man? up, Daryl? Not much, man. Well, look, I think they need to do a little bit more. I, I don't have too many specific points. They need to improve at bat. They need to sign Wheeler. They need to get a reliever. Um, and um, they they also, I guess, they need to work on their current uh, 
batting uh, for all the team in reference to them not swinging that bad ball. Yeah, Daryl, uh, Dave mentioned that this morning, that they really have, have kind of honed in on that because he mentioned the Diamondbacks, they they really adjusted as that, that series went on in the playoffs, and they basically didn't throw Turner and, and Castellanos any strikes, and they just kept swinging at bad pitches. So maybe they got to you know spend all spring training working on pitch recognition and not chasing so many bad pitches. Yeah, they need to do that. Um, I mean, I'm not a base. You know, I'm not the super baseball guy, but I just, with those last uh, games, uh, game six and seven, they was just swinging at crappy pitches. <laughs> oh, they, I mean, yeah, it was pretty bad. And the Diamondbacks knew it. They just kept throwing them outside the zone, and they kept swinging. And and that's 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 a big point. But that's all I got to say. Y'all guys have a good morning, and you thanks well. for uh, answering my call. You got it, Daryl, anytime, man. You got it. Yeah, that, that point he brought up um, in terms of trying to – Hugh, I think there's a thought with the Phillies that they can improve these guys a, a little bit, the ones that are here, right? The, obviously, the young guys, there's probably natural improvement. But he even mentioned, you know, not chasing as much. And when he, he didn't say the names, but I think we all know who he meant. Castellanos Turner, right? Yeah. Those are the guys that chase a lot and swing and miss a lot. And he, I, I think he thinks they can improve on that, which would make them just a little bit better than they are already. Yeah. I mean, because when you look at where they were and, and some of the injuries that they had, unfortunate injuries, and the fact that, Bryce Harper looked as good as he did at first base. And the fact that you had these young guys, Stott and Bohm, do the things that they did in, in during that power outage, I think that that's a good recipe for a good squad. Mm-hmm. You just need you just need to let it cook. Like you put all the ingredients in the pot, now you just have to let it simmer and let it mesh and, and, and coalesce, if you will. You like that word. I like coalesce. Coalesce. Coalesce, coalesce is actually a real word. That's yeah. <laughs> Not flukily. <laughs> Not flukily. <laughs> but no, I think that's what you have to do. Sometimes – the best thing that you could do in a situation like that, in this, is nothing. And just let it be. Because you talk about the chemistry and the continuity that this team has together and the way that they played. They gave us heart palpitations all year long. Mm. Especially with the, with the uh, expectations going into the season and the way it was really roller coastery all the way through. And they came out on on top in the end. Unfortunately, on top is going to the playoffs and being in it, but they didn't finish it. But you know, you, you get what I'm getting. You get where I'm going. I do. So I think that's what he's feeling. That's what he's feeling. You add a couple more arms, which they were trying to do and trying to do, and I think you have a good group of guys. I think the, the linchpin in all of this is probably going to be Johan Rojas, though. It, well, offensively and, and day-to-day, it does feel like they're going to give him a chance here to, to be the everyday center fielder and, and hit enough, and I have some scouts. Because he's fast, he, Here's what my, my concern is. Not that they're going to be bad. They're, they're going to be good. I mean, the Phillies are going to be a good team. Right now, if you just say, Joe, how many games are they going to win? 89-90, similar to last year. Yeah. I'm in that range. And it was 90, by the way. They won 90 games last season. But I think the Braves are going to win 95. I think the Dodgers are going to win 105. So I don't put them with those teams right now. And I look at it like this. When you're counting on five or six young guys, you know, not all those guys are going to work. And I don't know which ones are. Like maybe, maybe it is Ross. Maybe he takes a step. Maybe Christopher Sanchez is ready to make 25 to 30 starts. Maybe Kirkering is ready to be a closer and an all-star level closer. Maybe. But there's also another chance that they're not, or two or three of them are not. And then you're like, hmm, we got some trouble here. 215-592-9494. The Phillies have had what I would characterize, and even Dave Dombrowski did, a quiet offseason. Only Aaron Nola in terms of a big move. I think it's been too quiet. Hugh likes it the way it is. I look at it and say, man, they could use another impact player or some death, pitching death. I mean, who's their sixth starter right now? Kobe Allard? If he walked in the room right now, I'd say, sir, who are you? I don't even. What's your name? Co- Kobe, you pitched for the Braves. You stunk for the past few years. They, they, their depth is a little suspect, 
and I look at it and say the Braves got a lot better, or better, the Dodgers got a lot better, I say the Phillies offseason has been too quiet. 215-592-9495. A lot to get to today. We'll get to all your phone calls coming up in the next segment. Plus, you know, as far as too quiet, it seems like they did try really hard for one big name. We'll let you hear what Dave Debrassi said about that. And win total projections are out. That's that, that time of year where everyone starts putting out projections for the season. We'll let you know where the Phillies are in one win projects that came out yesterday. It's going to surprise you. 215, yeah, yeah, maybe not in a great way. 215-592-9494. We'll get to Nebraska. Your phone call is coming up. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's like Yamamoto situation. We're very involved in that, and I think people would be shocked if they found out how much money that we put on the table for him, but it really came down to, um, and even though there's a lot of regard for our organization, playing in the city, how we support the club, I mean, the atmosphere at the ballpark is second to none, but he wanted to go to the Dodgers. That was just the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that it had as much to do with the presentation of other things that happened in his earlier in his life where he was more of a Dodger fan. Dave Dombrowski this morning with DeCamer Ritchie talking about Yamamoto, who uh, we wanted on this show, and I think most here in Philadelphia wanted Yamamoto to be here. But you know what that tells me? Although the Phillies were quiet, they tried to be a little they tried, louder. Yeah, they were trying to make a move, and he just didn't want to be here. I can understand that. You know, Yamamoto wanted to go out on the West Coast and be out there, you know, easier to get home. Most, most Japanese most, players. Yeah, Not yeah. all, but most, you know, tend yeah, they, to stay on yeah, the West Coast. Yeah. So, I mean, but it, there is a conscious effort, I think, to, to acquire more pitching. That, that came through in the interview. We're going to replay the whole thing later in the show today. But, yeah, it came what, – what I heard this morning is Dombrowski seems very comfortable with the offense and position players he's got. You know, the Rojas thing, Marsh growing and, and Boehm and, and Stott and all that. And, obviously, Turner and, and Harper and, hopefully, Castellanos playing at a high level. But the pitching, it seemed to me like he tried. He's tried to get other pitchers. It just hasn't worked out for whatever reason. They didn't want to be here. They got outbid, whatever. And I look at it and I say, just in total, this has been too quiet of an offseason. I needed more. Yes, Nola coming back, great. But I think they needed more. 215-592-9494. Have the Phillies been too quiet this offseason? Yes or no? And let's, uh, let's go to the phones here. And then I have the projected standings. See, this is that time of year where all the uh, different projection systems will put out their, like, their guesses right, for what the season will be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you what the Phillies' projected record is by one side coming up in a couple minutes. Chris! In Newark. Hey, Chris. Chris. 
Oh, you guys really sparked me up this morning when I turned on the radio and I heard you talking about the Phils. You ready, Chris? We're a week away from spring training here. I'm ready. The Sixers and the Phillies are the team that I have an emotional attachment to, and I'm like many people are really hurting now over the Sixers. But, man, baseball's coming. And I, I think, Joe, you nailed it. They tried, and, you know, they were willing, but it just didn't work out. Even with, even with Burns, they didn't have the, the, the major league-ready prospects that they were willing to give up. Those guys are already playing on the Phillies, you know? Yeah. They did, like, like Baltimore did, you know? So um, here's what I want to see from the Phillies. Um, baseball, to me, is a day-to-day game. I'm, I'm up and down with every game, right? I want to see them play 600 ball the entire season. You know, push 95, 100 wins. And then I'll take my chances, you know, uh, as a one or two seed. You know, you know what happens in the playoffs. But I want to, I, I want to roll the whole season. I want to, I want to, I don't want to be, you know, grumpy in, in April and May. You know, I want, I want to get off to a huge start like they did, let's say in '93. You know, Chris, I agree. And and the crazy part is the last two years when June hit, they've done that right from June, July, right. August, September, two years in a row, and then into October. Obviously, they've played the kind of baseball that I think. We all think they're capable of. You're saying you want to see all year. For whatever reason, Hugh, in April and May, two years in a row, they've stunk. And then all of a sudden they figure it out. That, if they just could find a way to, to fix that, Chris, it changes the entire outlook of the season. Right. And let's talk about Rojas for, Rojas for a second. This guy is, as, as we know, and, and Girardi identified that in his first big league camp. He, is all, he was then already an elite major league center fielder. But I just think, you know, he, he totally had a clue during the season. Yeah, he got lost in the playoffs, but he, he had a clue during the season. And he's, by all accounts, he's worked his butt off, you know, in the offseason. I think, you know, this, this, this cat could be, you know, a big star, a big star. If he can hit, and I think he will, um, with, his, with his athletic ability, I mean, he's, he's gonna, he might go down as, as the best center fielder in Philadelphia history. And, I, and I'm itching to make him my favorite Phil. So I th- here's what I'll say about him, Chris. If he can hit at, at just an okay level, his defense. What, is your, what do you consider okay? Though? Okay, he has to be able to. I mean, there's different ways to look at it. If he can hit 260 and keep his OPS above 700, yeah, like just be average, yeah, average, like 250, average. Yeah. Chris, if if his defense, I the first time I watched him last year, and I saw a little bit in spring training. You mentioned the Girardi thing a few years ago. The first thing I said was he. It's it's rare. Like you you think about. Jim Edmonds, Andrew Jones, and we could go through the names over the years. He's the, in that category. That was the first thought I had. It's just a matter of can he hit enough. Yeah, he didn't hit in the postseason, but he did win us a game. Remember the wall, the ball he caught at the at the angle the day after the Attaboy Harper game? Yeah, the game? Braves, the, the game four against the Braves. Yeah, when we all right, held our yeah. breath we, when Acuna we, hit it. We yeah. lose that game. Yeah, we lose that game regardless of Harper's home runs. We lose that game, and we're down, or, or we have to go back to Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, if, if not for that catch. So he won us a game in the postseason. Well, he, that was an amazing – yeah, and he's made a lot of those great plays. And Chris, we appreciate the phone call. All right, so the the Rojas thing is is really interesting because he, his defense is so good. So good. That if he just hits enough, they're going to be okay. Now, the other part of that is they got to get offense from everybody else, right? If everybody yeah. else is hitting, then you can carry the ninth hitter and, you know. It wouldn't be that big of a yeah. deal. It's just unfortunate for us. There were spurts. Like I said, there was a month where we had like a whole power outage, especially with with, with Bryce Harper. And then in the playoffs, we just the bats were just super cold, and that's the thing that you have to try to we, we got to try to fix that. And I think that with more timing and, and more people being in in their groove and being comfortable in the spots that they, that they're in, 
that'll help give you that. Yeah, I, my concern right now is that there's no hedge, right? Like, if what if Rojas doesn't hit? You said they can make a trade at some point, but yeah. no one's going to make a trade with them in April or May. That's like July. Yeah. So this, it's almost like we're throwing this kid in, and and Christopher Sanchez to an extent, Kirk, and we're throwing them into the deep end of the pool and saying, "Swim, kid." That's but a- you got to know, like, I, I would think that with the with the uh, postseason that Rojas had last year. And knowing how much of a liability liability he was down the stretch, that had to be something that that you had to focus on, mm-hmm. or they had to tell you that you needed to focus on. Hey, everything else is fine, but we need to get you at least to a two fifty hitter at at this point next year. And and going into it, if he's hitting better in in, in uh, spring training, then hopefully the the idea is that you'll get more confidence and gain more momentum. And as the season progresses, you'll be a better hitter. So by time. We come, we get in the playoffs in the postseason. Hopefully, you'll be where somewhere close to a 300 hitter at that point. Well, if he's just decent, I think he'll catch the ball enough to make it worth it. It's a matter of if he's decent. 215 592 9494. Were the Phillies too quiet this offseason? I think they were. All right, let's, um, let's hit this standings thing here. Okay, so here we're at the point of the you know, pre spring training part of the schedule where all these sites will put out their projected standings, right? They'll look at all the rosters and they'll say, Let, let's pr- play this thing out. What do we think each team's going to finish? Hugh, I looked yesterday, uh, Baseball Prospectus put out their projected standings for every team. Mm-hmm. NL East, you will not be surprised that the Braves are projected to win the division. They've got the Braves at 100 wins. Okay, Probably not super surprising. They have the Phillies at second place at 85 wins. 85, so 15 games behind the Atlanta Braves. And this is the part that struck me, only two games up on the Mets. So they have the Phillies at, at uh, 85, they have the Braves at 100, the Mets at 83. 85 is not. Because last the, year we were at like 90, we're at 90. 90 something, yeah. So it was, uh, what was it, 87 two years ago when they got to the World Series? Yeah, 87 and 90, 90 last year. And the projection now is at 85. Now, for the record, I think that's a little low. I think the Phillies are better than 85. Yeah, I do too. But the, the, the assertion is there's a 15-game gap between the Phillies and Braves. Kyle, that's the part that strikes me and why I think they are a bit too quiet. I want to close the gap on the Braves. Right. I, like I said, I can't keep going into the postseason saying, like, oh, we'll go in as a wild card and, and go beat the Braves who finished 15 games ahead of us in the regular season. The more games you play against a team that's, you know, supposed to be better than you, the better team is going to end up coming out on top. Like it, we not, can't. Not yet. Well, not yet. But I, right. I know but, you're talking but, about the law of averages. But yeah, law of averages means yeah. that we're due. We're due to get beat by the Braves in the postseason if we have to play another five. You know, what if it's a seven game series against the Braves? I don't like our chances. I, I like our chances even less then. So yeah, I, I think that it serves the Phillies best to go win the division this year. I'm I'm tired of doing the whole come up as a wild card thing. That's going to bite us one one of these days. So to put it in perspective, uh, the Phil. I just pull up the. Um, I just pulled up the. MLB odds over at FanDuel. Division division odds, so who's going to win each division? Among teams that are second, right? So the, the Yankees are first, Orioles are second. Just to give you a little perspective, different divisions. Twins, Tigers, whatever, right? The Phillies have the second longest odds to win their division of any team that's second in the odds. The Braves to win the NL East are minus 300. Phillies, plus 350. Plus 350 is a pretty big long shot. I mean, what, what is that like in NFL terms? Like an, an eight-point underdog, nine-point underdog in a game? Like, that's it's pretty big. I, I, Hugh, I just – I would love to go into a season and say they can win the division. And right now, do we feel that? No, I don't think they can. No, I don't think I they don't can think, either. But I think they can be close. And I like what they've been able to do for whatever reason, even though on paper the Braves are the better team. The last couple of years, the Phillies have had their number. 
head to head. Yeah. But the other games, like in the other the, during the regular season, yeah, it's a little. Yeah. The Braves dominate teams, and the Phillies more choppy during. Yeah, the but I guess it's because I, I I don't know maybe maybe the the Braves have bungholeitis during the course. of Oh, the, I think uh, they do. Yeah, the they're a little, little tight in the playoffs, especially with somebody who's had your number over the last couple of years. So I mean, I get what you're saying though. You want to go into this season, or you want to go into the to the, to the playoffs. Knowing that you know you you're the number one seed and they had to come here first for the most part, but I think it served you well. The underdog the underdog role here in Philly it served it served us pretty good. It has it's it's just it's an uphill climb every single year yeah. and it just makes it more challenging. Joe's in the Northeast. Hey Joe. Hey how you doing, uh, Joe? You good morning, Joe. Um, you know um, the Phils um is it's like a in a, a horse race. If you have the best horses, you have the best chance of winning. So although. The Braves have all this stack lineup. They have to predict them for 100 wins. But if our horses are stronger than their horses, I'm talking about the pitching, mm-hmm. we're going to win again. Uh, you know, we had Wheeler and we had Nola. And that was better than their Freed and and their um, Spencer Strider. And that's why if um, uh, Snell's out there, you go out and get Snell. Because Montgomery is probably going to go back to the Rangers. You know, um, <clears throat> um, Mike Maddox is, is the best pitching coach in, in baseball. And he had uh, Montgomery with the Cardinals. And then he was probably influential in bringing him to Texas. So he's probably out seeing uh, if he can get some, you know, the best money he mm-hmm. can get. And get an offer, and 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 if not, they can't match Texas. You know, he's going to go back to yeah. Texas, but the Snell, so. Joe, the Snell idea is a good. I mean, Snell has almost been lost in the shuffle. People forget he's still out there. I mean, he, he's right. a two-time Cy Young winner who won the Cy Young last year, and he's just sitting out there. And he would have took Tampa Bay, uh, possibly uh, further on uh, that one year where they took him out after uh, the six or seven. Oh and, yeah, the World Series game. Yeah, night. yeah, and you know he has a thing now with the. Uh, He's remember he hit he hit Harper and they're 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 good buddies you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in reference to the um, the lineup too, um, you know the Phillies need to give uh, uh, Winston Wilson and there's a kid I mentioned to to you last year, uh, Carlos De La Cruz. Yeah, he was at Reading uh, last year, right? He's Reading, right? Yeah, yeah. he he's got big power. I watched his numbers during the course of the year. <clears throat> at one time he was. He was hitting home runs, and he was hitting around 290. Well, he finished with like 21 homers and hitting close to 260. So he's a he's a below average outfielder, but he also plays first base. So uh, you know they could make a move where if, if you put Bryce in left, that's what Ruben Amaro likes Bryce Harper to play left field, not to have as much stress on his arm. So if he has to go to the outfield. Castellano stay in right and put Harper in left. And like I said, see how they give these kids a shot, uh, give them enough play, uh, playing time in the spring. That's that's Wilson because Wilson hit over 30 home runs down there, and he has versatility where he can play the outfield, third base, first base. Yeah, and, and they and they liked him enough that he was around, you know, in the beginning of the playoff time, Joe. It's a, Joe, it's a good phone call there. As far as the Bryce thing goes, I mean, I think Bryce, they made it pretty clear he's going to be their first baseman now. Moving forward, he's yeah, the that's first his, baseman. Yeah, that's who he is. That's what he's going to do. They're not moving that guy. And I think Bryce will be a good first baseman. And we, I mean, you, you mentioned this a lot, that he looked – He fit, looked real comfortable. And he didn't even that, know what he was doing. Yeah, kind of. he looked – and so I'm yeah. thinking a little bit more time there because he had like, like 20, 20, 30 starts there, something like that. Um, 
Probably. So what was his last start? His first start there was in late July, right? He was in Cleveland, and he fell into the camera well, and everyone held their breath that night, that yeah. Friday night in Cleveland. And then, yeah, I, I don't know, off the top of my head, maybe 35 starts at first base. I mean, he, did, he played there in the playoffs, so that kind of added up. In the regular season, yeah, I think he'll be a good first baseman. Bryce is the least of my concerns for this year. The elbow's fine. It's a year removed from the surgery. He'll be good at first base. I think Bryce Harper could have an MVP kind of offensive season. I can season. see that. Definitely can see that. Yeah, when you kind of line up the things you're sure of with the Phillies, like I'm sure on Wheeler, I'm sure on Bryce. Like I, There's a lot I, I know what I'm getting. It's the young guys. And I just, if we were at the point of the of the offseason where there was nothing left, I don't know, I guess I would shrug my shoulders. Like, what are they going to do? This is the team. There's still stuff out there. Montgomery's out there. Snell's out there. Cody Bellinger's out there. Let's talk to Jeff in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? Hey, Jeff. <clears throat> Run it back. You good with this? Run it all back? Well, yeah. Well, I would like to add another starting pitcher. I don't think anybody anybody that's a Philly fan wouldn't want more starting pitching. Mm. But you got like Kyle said, if we're worried about our number nine hitter, you know, helping the team out, then we got bigger fish to fry. So last year, Harper was hurt half the season. Mm -hmm. Um, Turner didn't get started till two thirds of the way through the season, and. I'm, I feel very confident that those guys are going to bounce back. I also feel confident with another year under their belt with uh, Bohm and uh, Stott. And I'm going to make – I don't usually do predictions, but I'm going to say they're going to win 94 games. <clears throat> and I'm also going to say that Rojas is going to hit 240, and we're not even going to know it because the other guys are going to carry the weight like they should be doing. So the biggest thing was getting you know, Aaron Nola signed this year. That was their biggest move. Yeah, and Dabrowski said this morning, they needed, to, you know, once Nola hit free agency, their big priority yeah. was they needed to get a pitcher. Obviously, he was the guy. They just brought him back. But, yeah, yeah but- that was number one. And, Jeff, I I wouldn't rule out 94. I think that's kind of the ceiling. Like, they could get to the yeah, low 90s. And yeah. higher end. Yeah. yeah, I'm just basing it on how they've started in the last two years and then how they finished the second half of the season. They were t- Both years, the last year and the year before, they were like the best team in baseball record-wise mm-hmm. in the second half of the season. So you stop playing 500 ball and get up above you know, 550 to 600 ball in the beginning of the year, you're going to get that 94-95 win. They could. Yeah, and I, you know, we're going to hear from um, Rob Thompson when they get to spring training. Jeff, we appreciate it. I'm sure Rob Thompson, he was going to talk when they get to spring training. He's, I'm sure he's there already. But when everyone gets there, people will ask him, do you have a different plan for spring training this year, something different like to avoid the slow starts? I, I don't know what it is. Like two years in a row – it's not just poor the first couple of months. It's really poor. And then all of a sudden June comes and it's like the light switch goes on for this team. Yeah, I don't know if I'm that upset about the slow start because I would rather have the momentum towards the end of the year. I agree with that. As as opposed to the beginning because a perfect example of that is the Mets that year that they started off red hot. They were white hot and they just kind of fell off towards the end. So I'm okay with a slow start, just not as the, a slow start as the one that we had last year. Can yeah, but here's what I don't want, and I I agree with your point. I'd rather be hot at the end. Like the division has been over on June first, two years in a row. Yeah, they're, it's they're, been a little tight. Little now they tight. still made the playoffs, and we know they went on a run. But I I would love to wake up on June first this year and say, yeah, they're two games behind the Braves, three behind the Braves. Like they're within striking distance. If it's ten. They're not catching the Braves down 10. I think it was like about 10 last year when June started. So, yeah, even though they got really hot, I mean, how many games How many games they finished behind the Braves last year? Probably around 10. Uh, yeah, I thought it was more than that. Maybe like it was. 14, maybe? Did the Braves win 104? But it wasn't close. It wasn't like – there was no point, even when the Phillies got super red hot, that 
really was like, yeah, they could catch the Braves. That that just never felt like a thing because of the slow starts. And they, I think they need more to avoid that. I was right on. I was 14. Braves won 104. 104. Won so they, yeah, they finished. And that's with the Phillies playing incredible from June on. That just shows it's it's hard. If you if you bury yourself in a 10-game hole to come back, it's it happens very rarely. Chris in Middletown. Hey, Chris. Morning, fellas. Morning, Chris. What's up, Chris? Hugh, how we doing today, Hugh? We're great, Chris. How you doing today? I feel like you I'm about gotta to be, be ecstatic, bro. We are a week away, man. Big, big time coming next week. Huh? You know what? You know what, Chris? I didn't know where we were going with this. I thought I was about to be attacked like real quick, but I, I guess yeah. He's you talking about spring, spring training? Yeah, I'm excited. The spring training? No, I, th- I was talking about your favorite day, Valentine's Day. Oh, uh, oh, no, I thought we were talking about baseball. No, nah, Valentine's oh. Day is the over overhyped holiday that needs to just go away. Is that going to be your PSA on, on Valentine's yeah, Day? Just go away. Yeah, just You're go away. Kind of soft launching that take out there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, See how, hey, that, how that dog hunts. <laughs> jo- Joe, Joe, Chris, got to talk to you, Joe. What do we got? Joe, you and Kyle. See that man that was just talking? Mm-hmm. That man, that man, Hugh is a fraud. You know what he posted on Twitter? What did he, he do? He was asking where he could make re- Valentine's Day reservations. Yeah, to hang out. I was hang, yeah. like to hang out with the single people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like I'm not the only like I'm not the only one that's not celebrating Valentine's Day, but I still have to, you know, deal with the day. I mean, the restaurants do yeah. put out the good off good offers. But like at the three course menu, if you want dessert and the appetizer, Hugh, you can yeah, make a reservation. Yeah, get some apps or something, man. Guys, if you want some past Valentine's Day and talk about how he's gonna be playing video games and he ain't gonna go for overpriced meals, and then he's I'm on Twitter and he's trying to look for a spot. Even though I, did, I don't know you. Yesterday I did get a a, a, a roof, Chris. No, wait a minute. Uh, Ruth Chris? Capital the, Grill. No, Capital, Capital Grill. Grill. I, got a, I got a gift certificate. Oh, go there. Yeah. Make your reservation. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you got go. Gift certificate Capital Grill. Get a good like, meal with that. Damn good meal. Eating good in the neighborhood. Chris, what are you thinking of the Phils? They, were they too quiet here? Uh, no, guys, I, I think they're right where they need to be. I'm very happy with it. Um, I, I listened to the uh, associate, associate general manager that was on in the morning show. Um, and he had some, he had some good things to say. Um, but you know, why can't, I thought that they pumped it up like the real general manager was going to come on. And then I didn't hear Bryce talking. So, you know, got to go back to caller. I love, he's like, Hey, maybe Bryce will go to the outfield. No, the GM Bryce says he's playing first base and he's playing first base. All right. Yeah. I'd um, be very surprised if he ever, we ever see him in the outfield again, you know, and maybe yeah. something weird happened once in a while, but like, ever, like full time, he's a first baseman now. Yeah. And then on top of that. Um, you guys mentioned it, but boy, you know, we know his boy Snell is still out there. Mm-hmm. That is the one piece that I'd like them to see. We need to get starting pitching because we thought we were loaded with that at the beginning of the year, and then injuries will happen and things are going to happen. And starting pitching, you need the depth. I do like the bullpen. I like the breakdown of it so far, so I'm really happy there. Um, I agree with Jeff um, that, listen, if our biggest problem is our nine-hole hitter and that's what we're complaining about, then, man, I think we're in good shape. I think Rojas can develop. Uh, Joe, you may like this. I kind of would like them to grab maybe a right-handed bat, um, you know, to ha- have have available. But I'm really, really happy about the direction of this. And, guys, I, I got to tell you a few things. Um, I got a take here for you. Oh, let's hear it. Dude, we're winning this division. I don't care. The 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 cowards in Atlanta, I'm not I'm not scared of those people. They're not brave. They're cowards. They choke up. Dude, we are winning this division. And the Phillies fans need to accept it. Right? We are winning it. Bryce, 
will be MVP again. And here's the other thing, guys. Joe, you talked about, oh, well, we got behind eight ball last year. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because Bryce was coming off surgery. He, and, so, like, well, so it was a couple of things. So Bryce coming off surgery, we didn't see him until May. And and right. we could all be real about it. I mean, Trey Turner didn't show up to play till August. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Correct. Now, Mr. Turner, we <laughs> address Mr. Jack Fritz. Um, we're not giving him another standing O. So, and I'm not waiting till August. Like, this guy better show no. up to start the season. Yeah, yeah. Like, we need the Trey Turner from the Baseball World Classic. You know, we need that guy to to show up hot day one. We'll cheer you because we're going to give you that standing day on day one because we're going to carry a little bit at it over, but, but, but keep it hot. So, no, guys, I really think we're great, man. I really like where we're sitting. Um, I want, you know, I think we're going to bring some of the young arms along. I, I do like using Sanchez and counting on him. I think we can. Um, you know, the young kid that had the surgery, I think he'll come back a little bit later. Maybe there's another guy that they may move up. But, guys, I think we're in a great place because, you know, what's going to end up happening? We're coming back with October World Series champion, Phyllis! Woo! Uh, we haven't had this in a while. I, this is the first time I've felt pumped up in a long time. What was it, six, seven weeks? I, mean, I guess we did it before the Eagles playoff game. It felt a little hollow then when we all knew that was we were kind of walking the plank. This is the first time anyone's gotten that fired up over anything in a while. Valentine's Day is fraudulent. Yeah? I just you still on that? Yeah, I'm still. It's, it's a fraudulent holiday. So you're not making any reservations right now? No. Nah, okay. No reservations. My phone is like the kids say, my phone is dry <laughs> right now. My phone is really dry. So you sound biased <laughs> against Valentine's Day because you don't have somebody no, to I'm celebrate saying I'm, No, I wasn't. No, even if I did, I wasn't celebrating. Mm, sure. No, I'm, I wouldn't. I'm going to celebrate. We'll I mean, we'll continue I feel like this debate as we go on. You'd be forced to. I feel. Yeah, like. I, and you well, yeah. There is always, you know, a level of, you know, hey, it's valid. like compromise. You know, yep. Yeah, you got to compromise, but no, not like celebrating, like going out, like buying a bunch of mylar balloons and stuff like that. No. You're out on balloons, no, but the I'm, chocolates, the flowers, oh, the whole that, thing. No, I'm gonna get the discount chocolate on what? <laughs> Thursday. Just wait a day. Yeah, just get that discount chart. All right, 215-592-9494. We'll keep the Phillies discussion coming on the phones here. Has the offseason been too quiet? At 12 o'clock, Dave Dombrowski will replay the full interview with DeCam Rich this morning. And on the other side, we'll toss the Eagles in after the break. Debo Samuel, yeah, he's yapping again, on the rivalry with the Eagles, what he said, what we think about it, and we'll throw you a big picture Eagles question on the other side that really, I think, is going to determine the NFC for a long time. 215-592-9490 for Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh, 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 oh,